Welcome to this week's episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together, the podcast for entrepreneurs interested in fast growth and funding, powered by EHE Capital. So hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the EHE podcast. This week, I'm delighted because we are talking about marketing again. <laughs> and it's been a little while since we've had uh, we've covered my favorite topic on. So I've, I've got Andy Snuggs here from Future Kings and Guy. So hi, Andy. Hi, Guy. How are you both? Good afternoon, Nari. Thanks ever so much for having me along. Hi, Nari. Yeah, Hi, Guy. Thanks for putting up with me yet again on another podcast. And Andy, really, really nice to have you on the podcast this week. Thank you. Well, thank you. I'm really looking forward to this because, Andy, we've had a couple of chats, haven't we, about about different things, really. And obviously, we both have a marketing background and we, we've both kind of bonded, I suppose, over supporting startups and founders and entrepreneurs on their early stage journey and the importance of investing in marketing with that. So, before we kind of get into some questions, which I think will be really interesting, I just wondered if you would give us a little bit of an introduction into your background and experience, if you don't mind. Certainly. So I did, for 20 years, I was in the corporate world. I started off with WPP Group and then AMV, BBDO. So that was you know, really good training in terms of understanding brand and marketing. And then for another 14, 15 years, I actually ran my own agency. And that was a different altogether different kettle of fish. You're you're running a business. So you're having to learn. There's a whole new experience. And I went on that journey and there's the highs and the lows and there's lots to learn. And one of the wonderful challenges of running your own business is understanding it is about the brand and the marketing. And even though I know how to do it for others, I still found it one of the most difficult things to do for myself. And it's a bit like cobbler's children's shoes. Also, you never quite got round to it because you were looking after everybody else's marketing and brand. So I did that for 15 years, and then that, I sold that business to a, to a corporate, and I lasted there for two years. I couldn't wait to get out, if I'm being mm-hmm. honest with you, and found myself on gardening leave. Uh, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't go back into the communications world. I didn't know if I really wanted to. So I found myself helping friends who were running startups. I don't know everything about running a business, but I do know quite a bit about marketing and brand, and they were asking my advice. So I found myself helping and immersing myself in more and more startups. And as part of that journey, I bumped into and got introduced to two chaps that had just launched their own brand agency. Ben and Steve had just launched Future Kings. I thought, oh, it's another brand agency, but far from it. These guys had some good ideas and had a, some amazing, an amazing process and, uh, and program that I had never seen before. And I'd been exposed to some of the big agencies. So I was very excited when I met them. And that was that was over five and a half years ago. And I, I don't just solely work with Future Kings, but I'm very much immersed with lots of startups, but branding's at the heart of most things that I do. Brilliant. Thank you, Andy. That's really interesting. And we've talked a little bit about it, haven't we? But obviously, it is a bit different, a bit of a different approach in terms of branding and marketing for startups, but doesn't mean that it's any less important. What do you think is so important for founders? Why is it so important for them to to consider branding and marketing from the offset when starting a business? Yes, we come across this a lot. You meet extremely smart, ambitious, innovative founders and founder teams, and they are amazing at developing a product and, and building out a business plan. But what a brand helps you do is bring that to life and to clearly articulate it to others. Because one of the toughest jobs that we all found, and I, I mentioned my, my own experience about my own business, is articulating this clearly to someone that you meet. What do you do and why do you do it? And 
That's the most important thing to get that clarity around basically what is your proposition. It's easy to say, but it's one of the hardest things to do succinctly. And the work that we've been doing, we've found that when we bring founding teams together, they're all passionate and they're all expert in their own particular areas, but they're not necessarily aligned around what they do as a business. So you might start to hear two or three slightly different versions of what they are. Now, if you think about that and extrapolate that out, if, if there's just three of you, you extrapolate that out to the whole business and then out to your customers. If it's inconsistent, you're not going to succeed. And certainly, no matter how good your product, you won't succeed necessarily as quickly as you had the potential to do. So it's really important to have clarity about what you are. And that's what branding does. Yeah. That's the beginning of branding. My experience of working with startups also is obviously when you're starting out, you're, you've got this blank piece of paper, everything's up for grabs. It's really easy for founders' heads to get turned by new opportunities or a new buzzword or a new phrase. And very quickly, they become confused, like you say, about who they are or what the problem is they're trying to solve, what their brand is. But when you've worked through that and you've got that brand proposition kind of nailed on you 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 stick to that don't you so it's it's that consistency I know Guy you're a big advocate of branding and marketing aren't you in terms of startups and entrepreneurs and obviously the importance of it what's your view well first of all Andy I I just want to say that I feel your pain in the when you when you leave you, you sell your baby and you you basically then are still working within that company but for somebody else Mm-hmm. And you're working for it in a, in a more corporate environment. And it's just very, very different, isn't it, from the startup world? And like you, nothing against the company acquired us, but uh, I couldn't wait to get out and get back into doing what I'm much better at, which is working, working in the yeah. small and medium sized kind of business environment and helping build businesses. So, yeah, I, I share your thoughts and your pain for that two-year period. I had 21 months of it, and the last six months was just purgatory. It's just a different way of working, isn't it? And and I, I just couldn't adapt back to it, if I'm being honest with you. When you work we're, for yourself for so long. We're unemployable, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> that's, your, that. that's your brand, isn't it? Happy, <laughs> but, but so, okay, so going to your point. So from my experience, right, so I started my business in 2001, and there was a degree of necessity and a degree of wanting to do it. There's a bit of both. And I had no idea about running a business. I'd worked in the bigger kind of retail corporate type environments and I'd kind of founded a, a small business with, you know, a, a guy that we, we set this thing up with and worked with him for 18 months setting that up. But that was the only experience I had. And even there with that one, you know, there was someone else actually running the the business and looking at the finances and the branding and that kind of thing. I wasn't really involved in that. It was more about the sales development and the business development that I was involved with. So found Cake Solutions. And, you know, honestly, the, the first, you'd have heart failure and a hysterical fit, I think, if you ever saw our first attempt at branding is effectively a piece of word art. It was that kind of thing back in the day when you had the Microsoft paperclip running around your, your desktop. <laughs> it was just dreadful. And, you know, we had a strap line. The company was called Cake Solutions. And we had a strap line of uh, the vital ingredient for your e-business. And okay. it was all a bit kind of corny and, and stuff. I can imagine your logo now. It wasn't a candle. <laughs> was it, or was it? it was like a cupcake type thing. It was just, oh, you know, yeah. uh, for a tech company, it wasn't, wasn't very cool or, or whatever. We, we kind of realized that pretty quickly and it evolved. And we did bring an agency in. And I do believe that they provided us with a, a much stronger brand, but not to the 
depth that you're talking about. So we 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 had our own kind of stories, but there wasn't really a brand story. And I, I now realize how important it is that the the brand kind of speaks about what your company's about and it has a you know a story that when you meet people for the first time you talk to them and it it reflects the look and feel of your brand yeah uh, exactly and, yeah, yeah. And, and, that is what branding is the expression of the brand and when we start talking about identity all that is is bringing the business thinking to life the idea of what you are as a business and lots of people get confused around what brand is actually you know the logo the typeface that's i'm, I'm stealing this occasionally <laughs> is the full stop of branding yeah it comes right at the end um, otherwise it's just design your brand is actually the story behind and you've just said it guy and the other thing is that everyone's got a great story every founder's got a story it's just finding a way to articulate it and a good brand agency, brand consultancy, understands how to listen and curate that story and condense it down into something that's highly compelling to the audience, the, the customers that, that that business wants to attract. It, there is a skill involved in that. Not everyone can do it, but mm -hmm. it is about that listening, curating, and then making it as compelling as possible. Um, yeah. And that's the beginning. And once you've got that, everything starts to fall one after another because it starts to make sense to the team and it's very logical and suddenly it gives confidence but also gives a framework for everybody to work within yeah no no i agree and i love it because well you kind of like just press my buttons on two things one is around the brand not being a logo so we've talked about this haven't we it's the mm. it's actually controversial it's actually the least important part of the brand like you say it is a full stop we can take the logo away change the color i never really lose any sleep over a logo you obviously want it to look right you want it to reflect everything but if it's if you've not done the the pre-work it's not actually reflecting anything it's just a nice picture isn't it equally i think an a, ch a challenge I would have with a lot of founders is they will go to a designer for their branding work. Now, that's not the same as, as branding. Yeah. A designer will give you a piece of design output, which again would look nice, but it doesn't necessarily reflect the values, the tone, the key messages, the, the why of the organization and that and that proposition. So without obviously wanting to terrify people, I suppose, because we've have got we've got on our, our soapboxes around branding, what are the kind of key fundamentals and how with the work that you do with Future Kings, how do you break that down into something that's really managed and achievable for founders that don't have any of that marketing background or experience yeah that, that, i mean that's a good way of putting it people find it all a bit fluffy or <laughs> it is the logo and it's all about creative it, it's not it's highly strategic and the way that we position this at future kings is we, we consider brand as a business tool it's like any other tool within the business but what it's helping you've got balance sheets and you're using software and but what a brand is got there's tools within it that help you at different stages. And so the minimum viable brand, the clues in the names, reflecting a lot of startup tech, uh, tech startup, minimum viable product, is what is m the minimum requirements and tools required to, to get a brand framework and a compelling brand? And, it, and basically, there's two parts to it in simplest terms. The first half is the strategic side. That's understanding the founder's asking simple questions. What do you do? Why do you do it? And how do you do it? All of the answers come from the founders. They're not necessarily aligned and they're maybe saying slightly different things. And the task of Future Kings, the team of us, is to concisely curate that or curate that, sorry, back to becoming very concise in terms of 
where you're positioning your business and what is the proposition to market. And from that, it's now defined what you are as a business. And that from that point, then do you start looking at the creative expression for it? And as you said, the name and the logo, they're actually meaningless, really. They are important at the start because you want it to reflect your, you know, whether you're a fun business or whether you're a, an authoritative business. But ultimately, and Steve uses this expression all the time, Steve at Future Kings, the name, brand name is an empty vessel until it's meaning. And that's what branding does. The design is the logo, but proper brand strategy fills that logo with meaning. And I've, I've said this example a few times. I said to my daughter, we go to Carphone Warehouse to get her phone. Now, she has never been to a phone warehouse. So she had no idea what those words meant. And yet to her, it was full of a variety of phones that she can get. And dad will take her there to get it upgraded. But you see, that name doesn't mean it. Tesco, what does it actually mean? So mm. a lot of that is what branding is about. It's creating real meaning and value around what that business is about. It's, I can't remember, I heard it, but it always resonates with me around Apple. Apple is the one everyone waxes yeah. lyrical about, don't they? But I bet you any money, if you if you had shown somebody that Apple design, without all the context behind it, everybody would have um, hated it or not understood it because the logo was irrelevant. It was what they were doing around changing the way we use our devices. And yeah, it's just like guys, cake. It, you know, yeah. Guys, cake is the same. It does, it just got to fill it with meaning. It could be yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. So obviously you take businesses through the MVP process that just starting out. What's the next stage? And, and obviously then they hopefully get investment, secure investment, and then sort of grow and grow. How does that set them up for that process? And, and what is the next stage for, for founders? So much of it, I use the word quite a lot, is about alignment, meaning everybody understands what you stand for as a business, what, internally first. And that's what's the biggest benefit. It brings all the founders together. Now that's, that's, fundamental when you're pitching first of all to investors you need to be aligned you need to be concise because you only normally get one crack at investors they don't have the bandwidth they don't have the time you're competing in a very very noisy environment so you need to get your message across your proposition across very very quickly so it's fundamental and that's what the mvb does it helps set initially that founding team up for investment now of course they have their whole brand kit so they can use that to update all of their collateral and all their communications as well what that means for the communications and marketing is they now have a framework. They have the core proposition. They have the core themes, as you might call them, in terms of what you talk about as a business. And that informs then how you communicate through your marketing. So that is important, therefore, to multiple customers, your end use customer, investors as customers, recruitment. You've also got something now where you can, when you're looking mm. for best in class, You've got an expression for what your business is about. So how do you know whether the people you're employing, are, or rather, what do they know about you? And you can start to explain it, but also it, you can start making, using your values. Bro, thank you. And Guy, what's your, do businesses stand out that, have, that are sending you pitch decks or entrepreneurs that are potentially looking for investment that have gone through that more robust branding and marketing consideration process? Yeah, absolutely. I thought you'd actually brought me on just to give you a bad example of branding with the the, the initial kind of cake cake solutions logo. But I'm glad you asked me the question. You know, that <laughs> question. So yeah, definitely, you can see the companies as as Andy suggested that treat brands as a logo, and you can see the companies that treat a brand as um, a story, an expression of themselves that allow the founders to 
very quickly and succinctly tell people what they're about and the brand absolutely supports that story. Like Andy says, every entrepreneur, every business owner has some kind of story. Some are more interesting than others, you know, some, mm. you know, started in different places to others, but, you know, everyone has a story and the brand has to reflect that plus where, you know, what the, the business is trying to achieve. And it's actually quite a difficult thing to do that. And that's why you need specialists that, that can provide that kind of service and help you along that journey. And I think it does develop, you know, a startup isn't going to pay, you know, 50 grand for a, you know, a full full on brand story, you know, packs that you can get with all the, the fonts and everything in because they just can't afford that from the off. So it has to be staged and it can be very simple and it can be focused on the logo and the story to begin with. And then as the company grows, then the brand should grow with it as they can afford to put a little bit more money, time and effort into that. Mm-hmm. And I think with brands, it's very often with most entrepreneurs, unless you're from that world, it's a case of finding your who's, you know, I've talked many times in the past with me and Gary about it's who, not how, you know, you shouldn't have to worry too much about as an entrepreneur, unless you're in that field, you shouldn't have to worry about your brand and, and, and maybe to appoint your marketing. What you want to worry about is what, you know, the product you, you bring into the market, or the service you bring into the market and, and the team you're building around you. And part of that team should include somebody who specializes in this particular area because mm. they will do a far better job than 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 you will even though you might think that's not the case at that point and you might not like spending the money on it spending some money on your brand and your brand story and your brand guidelines from the outset is really important well yes. thank you yep. i know obviously with ehe obviously you we did invest in a degree of branding obviously I, I came into it a bit late but I think one of the things that's become really relevant for me is when we've been having debates around how do we position this or what should we do for this what's the you know where where might the revenue sit etc going back to the brand values and the why suddenly we all were really a- able to answer that question really quickly because we go back to oh it's entrepreneurs helping entrepreneurs therefore we're going to do it like this and suddenly everyone goes yeah yeah, no, that makes sense because you've done, you've invested in that bit. Actually, saves you a lot of time, doesn't it? And arguments later down yeah. the line. I think the why. I think you've hit the nail on the head there. In terms, you know, we talked about people. I'm not going to go into purpose. I think the simpler way of putting it is why do you exist? And then basically, it comes back to what problem are you solving? Because mm-hmm. if that resonates with an audience, you're away. And if you can articulate that quickly, it's and that that. That's the way to do it. Now, that's not always simple to do because sometimes people don't know there's a problem you're solving. So, how do you make that and articulate that and make that engaging? It's a really good point because very often, particularly tech product companies, are breaking new ground because that's what they do. And not only have you got to get across what you're trying to do, you've also got to educate the market a little bit and say, look, guys, this is the future, believe me. So there you, your brand becomes even more important at that point because it has to reflect that educational piece as well as the, you know, the, the, the thing that you're, the, the, that problem you're trying to solve. Yes, yes. And depending on your sector, also you've got, to, you've got to come across, even though you're a startup, as being authoritative and trusted. And that's, that's you know, when it's new and it's technology and if it's in a regulated sector, you get yeah. that across. That is some of the, that's some of the most difficult 
areas too. But what we're seeing now, though, is certainly on the B2C side and the B2B side, people are more confident, you know, digital automation and data on the technology side. People are becoming more, more of the masses becoming more open to trying new technologies. But I just want to pick up on something you said, Guy, earlier. Another, Another reason for MVB program existing at Future Kings was to solve that problem you've just said. Cash poor startups cannot afford to do their branding properly. So part of one of the aspects that's uh, on offer, depending on, on, on the startup too, is, is to defer the payment, but you will get the toolkit, you will get the full guidelines for investment, for your marketing and for your communication. But we only do it for those that are get, looking to get investment and it's deferred until they do get investment. Brilliant. That's an, an excellent idea and, and, and probably much needed. I've not heard of that before in the sort of the, the, the branding space. So yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, no, it's really useful. And I think I think hopefully what we've done is is given entrepreneurs and founders a bit of food and thought around branding. It's definitely not just a logo. I think the other thing we've we've not covered, but I will mention is just because you might be a B2B brand doesn't mean that you don't need a brand. I think B2B and B2C traditionally is, is on its way out and it's really about P2P now. So B2B yes. is still to people and you've still got to capture their interest and, and have a story and a proposition that, that resonates with them. So, and, and obviously with the Future Kings programme, there are different avenues for founders to invest and learn about branding and get that fundamental set up for the business. So it doesn't mean that you need to invest a huge amount with a big agency of the at the outset. You know, there are lots of freelancers and consultants. And I know, Andy, you act, you are a brand director for what for Peppercorn, one of the businesses that we've been talking to. So again, you they brought you in to do that that branding process. So there's lots of flexibility around there, but it's definitely not something that is unachievable or, or unaffordable for, for startups and, and founders going through that journey. I think the other thing just to cover off is it's never too late. So obviously brands can evolve. So if you are further on down the line, it's always worth you know checking back in with that brand proposition and making sure that you are all on that page. You know, brand refreshes and, and uh, rebrands do also exist. So no one's missed the boat. I don't want anyone to think about to think that as well. Is there anything else either of you wanted to cover before we wrap wrap that up for today? No, I mean I, I've learned stuff today. So uh, mm. thank you, Andy. Brilliant. Thank you. Great. That's great, Andy. We will link your details and the details of the Future King program in the podcast description today. So if anybody wants to find out a bit more information, they can get in touch with you. Find out a bit more about the programs. Is that okay? Certainly. Brilliant. That's great. Thank you both so much. That was really interesting. Don't forget, obviously, everybody, we do have the EHE community. So there'll be a lot more advice and support and guidance. You can join that by following the link in the description. Thanks, everybody. And I will see you next week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together. Visit the EHE Capital website, ehe.capital, for further insights and to join the EHE community.